Hello, and welcome to The Campaigns, the actual play podcast from D&D Academy. I am Michael, and this is A New World, our D&D Next Playtest Packet actual play podcast. Episode number three, Butt Cheeks. In our last episode, the players awoke from an exhausted sleep to find that a fire had broken out in the holds. The PCs worked together to put out the fire and saved as much cargo as possible. Now, they find themselves drifting without a mast or sails in this vast unknown ocean, while its acidic waters slowly eat away at the ship. Can they find safety before it all falls apart? So here is A New World, episode number three, Butt Cheeks. Either way, you're able to eventually get the fire contained. Your venting actually comes at exactly the right moment. It had it come earlier, it might have actually made things worse. So all the steam and smoke is able to come up. Uh, after a quick check, you find that there are seven people that have died down here, and no one that's left alive, just because there's a couple people, know what started the fire. Like it just so they don't know if something like during the storm, a lantern got knocked over, a torch, someone fell asleep with a cigarette, what? But no one can explain uh, what caused the fire, what's going on. A couple people did actually freeze to death in the water. One person drowned, so you guys are indirectly responsible for three of those deaths. The other four died from smoke inhalation inside the hold. And there's actually a, a person slumped up against the, uh, the, the hold door. You know, he was pounding against it, but he succumbed <coughs> to the smoke inhalation and has died as well. There's a lot of damage in the hold from the water, and actually also because of the freezing of the water in the one half, it actually started to expand and was putting pressure on some of the seams of the ship, which had started to corrode because of this acidic water. So the well, water is... So I've created I wanted to tell you something that I was going to do as my... Yeah, tell your what, spells. I did want to, after knowing that I was going to create a ton of water in an area, I was going to cast destroy instead of creating water destroying the water that was in there after okay all right fire. so would you like to do that then to yeah try? i okay. definitely want to get rid of as much access water as possible okay that's... so with your spells and, and now that it's open they've started like a bucket brigade where they've tied buckets to a rope and they're almost you know they'll, they'll, they'll drop buckets down and bring it up and they're 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 assisting in normal mundane methods of getting the water out and you can't get it all. I mean, it's water on a ship. Even a normal ship, there's probably a little water in the bottom. And you can tell that the, the tar that they use when they made the ship is starting to corrode under that acidic water, and it's just seeping in. So there's not actually, like, a hole anywhere that you guys can find. It's just continuously seeping in, and that's the area of the ship that started, so it started to sink, so more surface area was under the water, so it just sort of compounded itself. But the ship is falling apart. Yeah, it's, it's falling apart and it's sinking as we're sailing. So correct. We gotta and you're not sailing anymore because the masts have been ripped off. So you guys are mm. basically adrift without any sails in the middle of a giant vast ocean with no sight of land in any direction. Hmm. Huh. So hmm. this is just a one shot? <laughs> it depends on what you do. So as this is all calming down, because this all happened in about a minute of game time, this, all this whole thing that was going on. The, the three nobles that are on your ship, because there are, there are three nobles per ship, the one that you are working with, which again, which is Jason Winters, and there, the other one is named Gunther and Maven, who you guys know in passing, but not nearly as well as Jason. You probably have n neutral to negative opinions of them, just because Jason Winters is just... He's such a stand-up guy. He's the type of noble that you wish every noble was, and those are nobles more like what nobles, most nobles are. But all three of them are on deck, and they have their retainers and people around them, and they're kind of trying to figure out what happened. And once they realize what you have done, even though Jason already knows you, the other two, they kind of – there's like a small ceremony they have later, and they thank you um, for risking your lives and saving the ship. And Jason even throws in the animals as well that – you know, for, not so much for the freezing for, people to death. For the, they they kind of gloss over the freezing people to death, but then they also hold uh, 
funeral services, they basically throw the bodies into the water. Normally, they would keep them until you get to land, but they don't know when that's going to be, and you don't want to keep the rotting, rotting carcasses flesh on, on, on board, so they slip them over. After about an hour, you've determined that probably 20% of the supplies have been ruined, So because the, there's barrels of oil, barrels of water. The barrels are starting to corrode as well, so this water has seeped into the fresh water. There's you know big things of food and grains and breads and all that kind of stuff. Some of the animals did die, though you, you could still eat them within the next day or two. So your efforts did save, like, in... Already smoked. In, in mechanical terms, every round the fires lasted, you lost more and more supplies. So the fact that you put the fires out quickly, you were able to save more supplies than if you had waited. And if you didn't do anything, eventually the ship would have blown up, which would have been kind of funny, because that would have been in one shot. Good thing we can cleanse that tainted food. Well... Let's see if you can. Yes. All right, so uh, a, a few hours pass, and a, to be a, a wind I'm, kind I'm of only got one more picks up a little so. bit. But without a, a mast or a, a sail, it's not really doing you any good. So the, the sailor, the captain, they get together, and essentially they work out that they're going to have to row. That's about the only thing to do. And there are, like, this ship is not designed to be rowed, but all ships have a capacity to be rowed, but they don't have the right equipment. So uh, essentially the, what they decide they're going to do is they're going to have to lower all the lifeboats. And Do we pull. not have any more sails at this point? Um, no, well, the, the mast was ripped off and thrown okay, It's so actually gone. Being able to create wind is, is yeah, not going to. It doesn't to. do you any good unless you can also create a mast and create a sail, which honestly at seventh level, you might be able to do that if you let, look at let your me, Let me go through So here. if you want to take a minute, there might be like a tree grow spell and you could just grow an oak. Tree in shape. Mending. Plant growth. So while he's researching, because at this point you'd have to wait till the next day anyways, but the yeah. current theory is that they lower the life rafts, or the life dinghies, whatever, attach ropes, and people would row from there, which is going to be very ineffective, but there's, they don't really have any other options unless they want to cut holes down just above sea level to allow people to row there, but then if the ship continues to sink, eventually that would scuttle the ship. So there, there's not a good solution. At least no one seems to come up with one unless you Three guys have. Three shapes not in here. It goes. Can't you shape shift into some kind of or something? Or? Tree, yeah, see, there's no tree shape. It goes. What is it? Yeah, there's no tree shape. Well, then you can't have that spell for now. What's the assume it does whatever I want it to, though? Okay. So what do you guys think should be done? I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of. Locate animals and plants. Coming up with something. Speak with them. I was going to say, can you speak to a group of dolphins? Yeah. I, I, and, and, and well, we don't know what animals are around here. Maybe I mean, you could try I can, call them I can also locate animals and plants. Like, maybe to try and locate some sort of creature some in the whales. Aquatic. Well, whales. We don't, we don't, Aquaman. We don't, we don't know what's here yet. I, I could transform into a. I have, um, a couple different animal shapes here. Um, there is a water form, I believe. Also, a rodent, which you would turn into a rodent. Also, uh, you, be very you can turn into a fish, but I believe it's like a rats can survive fish. in the water floating for like a week. Yes, Isn't that um, crazy? there's hound steed, floating, like hound steed bird, fish rodent, for like a week. or the ba- shape of hound. I'm gonna try and Brought attempt to, to locate Rob some sort Trivia. of aquatic creature around here in the water. Can you find out what the range on that is for me, please. Okay, this is why I'm gonna spend some time creating my own binder. Okay, here cards. we go. You concentrate on your surroundings until the raw, blah blah blah. blah. Uh, you cast a spell or ritual, spending at least ten minutes chanting words of uh, finding and using special material components such as dry leaves. For I might not have those. Wait, uh, I'll let you come up with something. Describe or name the specific kind of beast or animal you seek. The DM indicates the direction distance to the closest creature or kind of plant within five miles if there are any present. But we're in a foreign world where we don't know. I don't think of it. Well, we don't know how different it is. I'm attempting to commune with some sort of higher intelligent aquatic animal um, and speak with it. You can cast your spell and I'll tell you what happens. What happened to the sails? They got ripped off in the storm. So at some point you just heard, and then it just blew off like a kite with a broken string. I cast, I'm assuming a four plus my wisdom. I don't think you actually have to roll for that. It's just you just spend the slot. 
Okay. Uh, you do not get a sense of any animals within range. That <laughs> Aquaman's that, coming up blank so here. So you guys. don't know if there are none, or if the spell didn't work, <coughs> or if it didn't work because you weren't specific. Yeah, th- this is strange that I've never had something like this yes. happen. This you, far obviously, the animals around you, the goats, chickens, stuff, you would sense those, but nothing beyond <laughs> Had a that. whole lot of useless barnyard yeah. animals. If you do look over the sides of the ship, I'm sure people have already started in that. You don't see anything. There's no sharks or dolphins or equivalent floating around you. What kind of animals did we have? (coughs) Like livestock. You know, there's cows, Cows chickens, horses, uh, mostly goats. I want to get all the cows and horses. How many of them are there? Uh, We'll (laughs) say there are five cows and five horses. I'm going to suggest this idea. I will cast Water Walk on these ten creatures. I want to cast it up to ten creatures. We will harness them and have, have them pull for an hour. Before the hour's up, we'll get them back aboard. They'll be fine. I'll cast it again, or we can do it at two a two hour stretch, and I can do that two times. <laughs> okay, so we can get two hours of good pulling. I also can cast water walk. So okay, we've got four hours. I um, we can have people going. I out remember <laughs> that all ships sail with an extra set of sails. Even better. But the, the mast is still the, the problem is, is still the mast. Oh. Yeah. Create a tree. <clears throat> I have tree shape, but apparently we have no. Um... Let's go to. I'm sure tree shape exists in other forms of D and D. Yeah. So we'll have at least a general idea of what that means. That Good might job. be. A... That's even better. Might but be I a... thought my idea was pretty creative. That's... Actually, I thought your idea was awesome. I'm glad that's recorded. Thank you, Michael. I... <laughs> My mind was working faster than you were speaking, so I already had, like, them pulling the ship, and then after an hour, they just go... (laughs) 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 Well, actually, horses can swim pretty well. Yeah. That's another factoid brought to you by Rob Trinity. Tree shape. This spell allows you to assume the form of a large living tree or shrub or a large dead tree trunk. With a small number of limbs. The exact type of tree as well as its appearance is completely under your control. Even the closest inspection cannot reveal that it's actually you. Yes. Redwood tree. <laughs> Biggest fucking mast you've ever seen. I, I'm going to... Capsizes the, I'm going to assume the, the shape of the mast. Leaves and all? Because if it's leaves, we probably don't need a sail. Yeah, it actually says a small number of limbs. So I'm essentially, a you're going to turn yourself into a crucifix or to a, to a, a mast, and then hold up the sails. We and then I could I could take the sail in each hand minute. and become. Yeah. We want triangular sails. That way we can sail. In the, so, way. Well, that there's my, only so much I can do with this my here. My next man. question <laughs> is though, which way are you going to go? Because as far as you can see, in every direction, there well, is our nothing. Our captains are our nautical knowledge. Well, there are no stars. And there is a sun. They don't, but you don't know. Does the sun rise in the north, set in the south here? And we, did, he didn't detect any <clears throat> creature life of so at no all. Birds, no birds, nothing. no animals. No, you do not see anything. And this includes again. You guys came through with five other ships. He's because he's the only one that still knows that that one blew my up. Raven. But you don't see the other four ships either. I'm going to send my raven up as far as I can, okay. and out as far to 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 search all right. for any sign of. Land. Have I created wind and become the mast at this point, or are we holding? <laughs> I just love that you're the mast. <laughs> you you got to do what you're, you got to do. Well, once you're the tree, you can't create the wind, so you would have to. I would create the wind, then become the, the tree. Can you create wind? Because I, I every hour. Is, how do I? If I'm an actual I'm still tree, really happy with do my I, water I guess walk I remain idea, sentient, so, so I know re- I can transform yeah, yeah, yeah. back. I can break wind. Or is this if I if I stay a tree too long that I'm never going to be able to come back? We're we're almost moving. Are you freaking kidding me? Let me read this spell real quick, because I'm gonna freaking knock my teeth out for not have re- going over all my. Spells yeah, here. I was looking at elemental mantle, and that would have been amazing for. What let me doing. let me just read this one real because quick. Because I could have surrounded myself in water. Yeah. Not that I wanted you guys to like sit here for an okay. hour trying to figure out how to fix okay. the ship. I, I could. I never thought. Oh well, he'll turn into a giant tree. I could have. <laughs> I, I if I had put on my elemental mantle and put around water, I become immune to fire and I can push water at things. Well, there you go. That would have yeah, been a good thing. That would. That would have. Yeah. yeah right. that, so that would have been. Essentially, good. you're familiar. Just I, I want to double check it. Within a hundred feet of you, a tr- 
you can communicate with it telepathically, <clears throat> and it can speak to you. It's still not like a human, so it's not like, hey, Bob. But it, but it can talk. It's not like an animal friend either. I mean, he can say things like... His, ra- his raven? Yeah, his raven. B- communicate uh, basic it's, it's needs. More, it is even more of a supernatural thing, so it's, it, it's, it's more than an animal, but it's not the same as a human-level intellect. A little bit more than Lassie. Ma- yeah. Maybe more of like emotions instead of actual. What's that? <laughs> yeah. He's in the well. He's in the well. Like he gets maybe emotions from the creature and. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so within a hundred feet, you can communicate with your familiar. Familiar. And it is it, it's it's like maybe like a three year old. So you, you can communicate ideas and talk and you know it may say <clears throat> I'm bored. So it's not just like danger, fear type of thing, but it's not like. Hey, why don't you go read that book and then come back and tell me what it says? <laughs> you can send it further than a hundred feet, but you would lose the ability to communicate. I, I want it to. It knows that the gravity of our situation, and I want to send it out to find land and come. So it's back like to me. Noah sending out the bird to bring back the. Oh, I could I could go off and three, fly like too, but proof of life. Find, I've got to be the mast. So find which direction we need to go. Okay, so you're going to send... Do you have a name for your familiar, by the way? Carl. It's, it's a raven, correct? Uh, yeah. Edgar? I, I haven't thought of that. Okay. Raven the raven. I was hoping that the raven would tell me his name. Oh, okay. It's, good answer. it's Edgar. <laughs> With a question. Nevermore. I'll think about that. Okay, so you send your uh, familiar off looking for signs of life. You... Create wind. I I could eat. we you we've got two options. I I could <laughs> also breaks wind and then I could I could also become a bird and also scout. But I feel like, I mean maybe we want to spend time scouting crit- instead of uh, winds. Beans. going there, off. There's not a lot. More beans. There's beans. not a lot of wind. But if you if you have the ability to create the wind, then you can go in any over. direction you want. The question is right yeah. now. I just like a you have no direction. So essentially, that's what I'm thinking. Maybe it's a better idea to scout also okay. first instead of just heading off in any direction. Okay. So how about this? So he's going to transform into a bird as well because he can do that as one of his abilities and fly in one direction. You send your raven in the other, kind of opposite, and that way you're doubling your chance of finding something. Okay. And then. Uh, how are you going to say, don't come back till you find something, come back every hour? Just I'm trying to figure out like what exactly. Don't come it, back till you find a job. <laughs> we're going to start in an easternly direction. Well, actually, we'll start well, in the northernly direction for my, and we'll work in a counterclockwise pattern. So I'm and saying, I want it to it's like a D12 in my mind. an hour run, a yeah. hundred or, uh, you know, a mile out, come back. A mile out in the next direction, come back. A mile out in that direction. Okay, and then he'll just double the time that you can go through that. All right. And then so in the meantime, the captain is, they're working on some way to try to get the ship moving with with Rose. Whether, you know, there are portholes so they could just take a tree branch out of it and do something to try to get, yeah, to to get something going. So let's roll. Good sacrifice. When I was a druid, I turned into a horse, and since I have, you have that walk where all the plant life moves out of your way, I got our people there. What would take in like a week, I got us there in three days. Well, that's How just long handy. can you stay in your animal form? That's what I was... I think it's a day. Is it a full... Is it like a eight hours, or is it like a 24 hours? It's a pretty long amount. Tiny bird or small bird that you're familiar with, typically a crow, sparrow, blah, blah, blah. Gives you wings, finally. Uh, it would be under the bird. It would be under... Wild sh- shape. Wild yeah. shape. Once per day, you can use your action. Those sparrows. <laughs> you remember? Okay, here we go. And assume that creature shape for a number of hours equal to your constitution modifier plus your druid level. Minimum of two hours. After which time you revert to normal, use your constitution modifier, not the creatures. So what is your current constitution modifier? My constitution modifier is three. And your seventh level, so you can do it for ten hours. Yeah. Now, again... You still require energy. Five hours out, ten hours, you know, five right. hours. But, but, but also, yeah, also, it's like if you're running a marathon, you're a, you're exerting energy and effort yeah. to do this. It's yeah. not like a free maybe, thing. Maybe I've created wind, then shifted, so it's a little bit less so on, on the on the current. Okay, strenuous. So, at the end of the entire first day, so you really can't because you're on a different world of some sort. 
it, it appears that the day lasts about the same length of time as you're used to based on where the sun is when you guys start and when it gets dark. So you would guess about nine hours past. It starts to get dark. Still no clouds. You haven't seen a cloud one yet. You've also still seen no life. No, no aquatic life has come up to the ship. No birds other than you two have, have been seen. But it does start to get dark. And as it gets dark, the sky fills up with stars and you can see, you know, again, it's like the, sort of like a Milky Way, clearly different stars. And that's one of the, like the first things that the sailors do. They come up and they start looking for constellations to see if they can identify it. And no one can find anything that's like, oh, that kind of looks like this or that there are, there's no recognizable landmarks. Mm -hmm. You also see that this planet has at least a third moon that rises sort of offset to the other two. So right as the other two are sort of kind of getting like near the zenith, this one starts to rise. And it does seem to be moving east to west, the same as the sun and the moon would on our planet and what the planet you're from. So everything, it may not be exactly the same, but it's, it's close enough that it's not going to get you too far off. But it takes you that entire day, so it's now night, and neither your raven nor you have found anything. There's no land and no animals at all, period. You would imagine the, the ship is... I mean, there are currents, so the ship is moving slowly in a direction, but it's very, very slowly. And throughout the course of the day, people are constantly having to bail out water, which you have the ability with your spell, you probably can make that easier on them, but the bonds are weakening. So eventually the ship is just going to fall apart. Roll me an intelligence check. Fifteen. Your best guess, you have about three days tops before the boat just falls into pieces and that's assuming nothing gets worse or that nothing gets better and no other storms because it's weakened so the battering of the ship would actually crumble it faster but just sitting where it is I might have I'm gonna help out here. Well, with my time here I'm gonna look deep into my spell book here right, so Blaine you sort of you were already part of Jason's entourage like you were known that you were you worked with him or for him in some capacity you're kind of a outsider because you're a half-orc, but you really sort of proved yourself in the eyes of the, the ship. So even though they kind of put the fire out, you kind of got the glory because people saw what you did. And you've actually had quite a few people have come up and you know, patted you on the back. Uh, you know, I'm going to buy you a drink. As soon as there's a tavern somewhere, I want to buy you one, thanking you. Um, and both the captain of the ship and Jason also expressed their thanks for your leadership and courage in the crisis. And so you just have, basically you spend the day kind of collecting accolades and you, you see already that people are starting to look to you for direction over some other people that maybe they should. Not necessarily the captain or the, the nobles, but sort of the, the people that are there just as colonists, like they'll ask you like, what do you think we do? Or what do you, are we okay? Or, you know, or, or they're just coming to you almost for like support and for guidance which is a very different experience for you from, from basically your entire life at this point. So is there anything specifically that you would want to do within that environment? Um, when, I guess when people, come, or when people come to me with stuff, I would um, do my best to pretend to be the sort of leader that they're um, looking for instead of being like, I don't know, what did uh, so-and-so tell you to do or what does this person think the right thing to do is. So I would kind of take advantage of the situation, feeling that maybe something might come out of it for me later. Okay. And you do a decent job. What, what is your charisma score? Twelve. Twelve. Okay, so, I mean, you're above average charisma and plus with just your size and even just the emotion of, of the event that happened, you've got a lot of sort of credibility build up you don't seem to be taking advantage of it as far as like making up stuff and trying to uh, you know assume authority so, pe so people feel better having talked to you when they where's say, my grapes <laughs> exactly bring me my grapes <clears throat> so like when they ask you know are, are we going to be okay and you're like oh yeah yeah we, you know, we got this we're, we're going to be fine they 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 get comfort from that but it is sort of an odd feeling and something that you probably or definitely would not be used to and i would wonder is if, if you turn out to be wrong and there's later disappointment because of that, how that would affect you. So maybe that might be kind of creeping into the back of your head a little bit that, you know, I've given these people something, but I may not be able to deliver on it. 
So you are exhausted, and your bird does not want to fly at night, even though he even, it even communicates to you a little bit that it's unsettling that there's nothing else in the sky. It never has it flown that far, that long, and seen nothing. It actually kind of makes your bird a little bit afraid. So it's kind of get like closer, sliding a little closer on your shoulder than before, and even like nuzzling you a little bit, looking for comfort. So you guys want to rest for the night and then try again the next morning? Or is there anything you want to do at night? You could still try your idea with the horses and the rope and make progress, but it would be in a random direction. Yeah, I mean, I. I was looking at maybe using plant growth to try and repair the ship, but it sounds like it's just dense foliage and not so much. Yeah, I was that was creating. A, I, I believe the mending spell would help, but it wouldn't. I don't think you guys could cast it enough to fix yeah. the ship. It does talk about though that any uh, um, crepe plant that you grow has double the harvest for the next year, which would be perfectly great in any sort of settlement we're setting yeah, absolutely. up absolutely so this year so. we get two years of corn next year we get four yeah yeah doubling the crops every but year. you also keep on you do need to keep up with your spells a little bit because at some point you're going to run out and then you also have to remember them yeah oh, I, I, know. I had one more first level spell nope actually I, that was it i had yeah cast just having access to all my i had already <laughs> cast my fourth level and i only had two third level spells and uh two second level spells actually no one second level spell left i know yeah I, was try- I wanted to look through here to see if there was something that i could learn for the next day for tomorrow okay it's just that crazy be because it's like yeah i can only cast one level four spell but it's like i might need like multiple yeah i can only cast one but it's like do i want to prepare half of these and skimp on these other ones uh, that's where playing a spellcaster becomes yeah. uh, interesting is you know what you choose versus what you don't Really could be a life, it up could be a life or death situation in, yeah. in certain uh, moments. So that night, there is a sort of a, a solemnity that sort of comes Uh-oh. over the ship where people, again, are remembering those that died. There's still the lingering question that no one has been able to figure out what caused the fire. And some of, you know, like the, the ship's captain and the mate probably went down there and like, you know, I didn't, I didn't see a lantern overturned. I don't see a torch. I don't understand what would have caused the fire. Can I use some of my earned trust among the people to kind of go around and ask, um, like, go to this group in private and go to these two people in private and just kind of say, like, do you think anybody would have a reason to want to start a fire? Or, um, and then I would also bring up, like, uh, I don't know if I should do that. So, fire, that's weird. Well, I was gonna say I don't like. Do, do has anybody been talking about the other ship exploding? No, like I said nobody. As far, knows. as far as anyone knows, you're the only. So if you haven't told anyone, now there has been talk about where are the other ships, mm-hmm. and pretty much it just people were like, well, we were in that storm for so long. Three ships went ahead of us, right? Yes, you were the fourth ship. There was one ship behind you, and they, they just assumed that that in the course of the storm, either they sank or they were pushed so far apart that. That we just haven't reconnected yet. That's what everybody's saying. Okay, then I would I want to go to these two guys since they were kind of like showing leadership and like during the thing, and I kind of know who they are to begin with. Um, I don't want to uh, make anybody nervous or give anybody a reason to be nervous. Um, but did it, did either of you see what happened to the ship that was behind us? No. Well, just before. I just assumed they didn't make it and we got lost in the storm. Just before we were finished going through the portal, uh, I looked behind us through the portal and that last ship, it blew up before it made it, before it came through the portal. And I'm just bringing this up because there was a fire started near the nitro on this ship. Somebody. And somebody somebody was sabotaging the trip you're thinking foul plays involved could be but i don't want to bring it up to everybody and stir a panic so we got oh, some sherlock holmes investigating to do here <clears throat> oh hold but on we, here i think it's time to communicate with the animals and see what they know interesting enough though the animals were in the separate side of the hold is where the fire started well maybe we got some deck rats oh maybe 
that saw something. Possibly. Would you guys be interested <laughs> in inspecting where the fire was started to see if we can find anything there? Or, I mean, we don't have a lot of time to waste trying to figure this out. I've got... The ship is sinking, and we need to figure that out, too. But Everyone on the ship. There could be somebody on the ship that means to do us harm. This is what we're going to do. We're going to get everyone in one point of the boat. And I'm going to catch the zone Sorry. of truth. Sorry. Maybe. But, uh, I mean, the ship's organic. It's made out of wood, I'm assuming. <clears throat> Just sort of maybe not healing it, but maybe figuring out the best idea? points. This is a gluten-free ship. These, these, yeah. cri- these critical points that would, like, maybe make it last for the well, long get the most bang for my buck so the way I can make our this best work. bang for our buck out of repairs well, the, well, the issue is I could get everyone in the same zone yeah that's true yeah. <laughs> and this is stretching quite a bit of truth and ask the question we could have a whole list of questions and this can last <laughs> for a minute <laughs> who are you and what are you doing here everyone has to answer Truthfully, they how does zone of truth work? Uh, I was just unless they have a strong resistance. any creature that enters a 15 foot range of the 15 rate 15 foot radius centered at one point uh so a 30 the, foot the, circle yeah he wants to they have to perform they an have inquisition to make a charisma saving throw on a failed save a creature cannot speak a deliberate lie within the radius an affected creature is aware of the spell and may thus avoid answering questions to which it would normally respond with a lie. Such a creature can be evasive in its answers as long as it remains within the boundaries of the truth. Okay. So as long as I cast that spell and not everyone knows about it, well, I can be hiding behind Let's do this. And then <clears throat> Let me go talk to the captain. I seem to have kind of a relationship with him. <laughs> oh, dude. Uh, is that what we're calling it? Um... Left your wife and kids, huh? Yeah, makes sense. Everybody gets, you know, new, life, you, new world. You're you're at sea long enough. Why are you on this ship, sailor? <laughs> you know, you know what happens at sea stays at sea. There's maritime law. <laughs> That's right. Um, let me go talk to the captain about it and see if because if we were gonna try to get everybody kind of together, they would be more apt to probably listen to the captain calling them like all hands on deck or something like that. They would. We'll just say we have an important announcement to make. It would probably come from the. Uh, be better. <laughs> all sailors, please report to the lead of If the captain leaves. Please, please be informed we'll, today's we'll lunch menu yeah. is. Okay, so I want to go find the captain of the ship and talk <laughs> to him for a second. Okay, you see him. Uh, he's in his stateroom, which is where you passed out the night before. <laughs> hey, sailor. There's uh, a table, like a large table in the middle of the room, and him and his first mate and the nobles. And there's like a large, and it looks like it's just a bunch of docks. And as, as you walk in, you see they're pouring over it, and you kind of get, you realize that it's the stars. Like somebody, the as the stars came out, they started just trying to copy almost like a map of the stars and the moon. And they're, they're again, they're just trying to find something to give them a direction. So they're sort of like trying to reverse engineer which way to go. There's a few other people in the room uh, couple of the other retainers of the different nobles that you've kind of seen in passing one in particular that you notice that is standing against the wall kind of by himself you know sort of doing that cool man back against the wall arms crossed one leg up back you know heel against the, the, the ship and you recognize him as the guy that you saw creeping around before you went through the portal he came out of that room was just kind of acting sort of suspicious like you just noticed him earlier I don't remember that you don't remember that? I don't think. I, don't I remember, remember you saying that somebody got thrown off of one of the other ships, yes. and I saw the ship explode. Yes, you told me that during oh. the trip that one of you noticed some creepy guy that was freaking out. Oh, is this one of the NPCs? Yes. So this is you now see that he's actually one of the other nobles' retainers. So you don't know who he is, but what's a retainer? Kind of like a servant works for. The, the noble okay. somebody he has on his payroll yeah basically so he's kind of standing off to the side a little bit aloof to where all the other guys are really kind of paying attention there's like page boys and cabin boys and there's wine and water and the jason looks over and sees you and he sort of gives you like sort of like the high sign like you know it's okay but not necessary like come on over and they're continuing to pour over the chart so you're basically kind of telling you to wait for a few minutes okay so so i'll respectfully wait but i'll kind of um 
let him know, like, you know, oh, sir, uh, hello, yeah. sir. <laughs> um, just, you know, I'm there for a reason. I want to have something to say. Okay. Uh, so probably another 10 minutes go by, and you can see that there's already some argument, and the captain's actually having to step in and say, essentially it comes down to we don't have enough information, so there's no point in making a decision right now. So okay. we, we're going to wait. So we kind of break, and you can see that they're not happy about it. Uh, Marvin and Gunther, the other two nobles, take their retainers with them, and you still can't tell for sure because they all walk out in a group, but based on where your creepy guy walks out, you think he's one of Gunther's men. At least for right now, that would be your supposition. So uh, The creepy guy is one of Gunther's you men? You believe that creepy guy is one of Gunther's men. So it's you, the should captain. The word, should the name Gunther mean anything to me, or he's just one of the nobles? He's one of the point? other. I didn't give you a lot of background, but each ship had three nobles on it uh, that make up all the, what are going to be the nobles in the new empire. So Jason's the one that you know and you've worked with, and Gunther and Maven are just the two other nobles that were assigned the ship. So you probably would know. It'd be like a, like a senator maybe in our world. Like, you know, there's three senators on every ship. This is the senator that I, I know in my district, and I know that this guy is conservative from California, and I know this guy is an independent from Nevada or whatever. That was a terrible explanation of the governmental system. But – that, so you would know of them, and you would probably have an opinion of them, but it would be more of like a hearsay, what you think, based on some things you've heard. I don't, you probably never hung out with them. Or anything. Okay. Is it my turn to speak yet? So I'm going to say, the, so they break up. So the captain, the first mate, Jason, a couple of other Jason's retainers, and you are the only one that's left. And he does kind of come over, and he actually brings you like a cup of wine um, and just – just like like a casual, like you're at a dinner party, and he just kind of walks over, and hands it to you, and you can tell he's mentally exhausted, physically exhausted, frustrated, and but he's kind of giving you the time to speak. Can I make a um, intelligence or a wisdom roll, or do I need to make one? I want to evaluate like what I think of the captain and of Jason, so like their leadership and. Their leadership and their wits my bird, and I came up with to, for me to make a decision on whether I think it's a good idea, for how much to tell yeah, them what? about okay. what. You'll see. Your relationship with the captain was a definitely Phineas? one night sort of thing, so you don't have what? a comfort Phineas? level with him. You literally just pass out of exhaustion, and he pass out too. But he he seems. I mean, he he's a professional sailor. That was his job. So he's he's had no you've had not had no decisions he's made in the running of the ship to this point that you've had any reason to question put anybody in danger, you know he's a competent captain. Uh, the Jason is a the noble that you know very well and again you are you like him you're impressed by him he's still young in nobleman terms he's probably in his 30s where most like uh, Maven and Gunther are both like 50 maybe closing on 60. Uh, so they've got a lot of sort of venerableness to them and age and experience where Jason has more young enthusiasm. Uh, you have no reason not to trust him, but this is not anything that he's ever experienced before, this, okay. this situation. Then I would ask to talk to the captain and to Jason in private, just the three of us. I wouldn't want – I would still want to have the respect of Jason and not want him to think that I'm like – keeping him out of the loop or anything. Okay, uh, roll me a, um, a wisdom check. I'd love to have a drink with the captain. One. Okay. The, uh, Want to get lucky, too? The captain kind of makes a joke about it. I just like, oh, okay, yeah, big hero. He wants to, wants to wants time to shine. And it's sort of not mean-spirited, but it sort of makes a joke about it. But it does get everyone else to leave. He's like, all right, everybody get out. I need, I need a few minutes here with the, with the hero. So... About a minute goes by, people got, and no one seems flustered or mad by it. It's, it's, it's sort of like a joke. Um, you sort of miss the nuance of maybe what he was trying to accomplish there, and everybody else gets out, and then you're left alone. And he, he looks at you like right away, like he expects you to say something. I want to pass along some information, that, and I want to bring it to your attention first. I don't want to cause a panic on the ship or anything, but. Holds up his hand for a second. And you hear him kind of, it's almost like he's thinking really hard. Think, 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 think. <laughs> no, it's like he's doing this. I'm trying for the podcast. He's like sort of, imagine someone's like counting in their head. 
He's just sort of like waiting an appropriate number amount of time. Finkel and Einhorn. Finkel and Einhorn. <laughs> Finkel and Einhorn. <laughs> so, no, he does that for what you would guess to be about 30 seconds, and then he walks over and very quickly opens his door, and Maven is standing right outside there, sort of like, oh, the, phew, I, just, I think I forgot something, and comes in and like on the table, around. Uh, I must have left it somewhere else, and he very embarrassedly excuses himself. And then the captain kind of smirks. This was the noble, right? Yeah. Shuts the door and then comes back over. Okay, yep. so I'll speak very quietly now. Okay. Because I'm kind of worried. Because I really am worried. I don't want to cause like a disturbance. So, so on the him ship. doing that kind of makes you reevaluate the joke that he made. And you start to see that it was probably intentionally done to get people out without adding any gravity to you coming. So he's like, he sort of, so you get the feeling he's actually got quite a lot going up in here at this point. Okay. Okay. Um, so he looks at you kind of expectedly like you have something to say. Um, before, I'm, my character's kind of whispering to him. Um, before we made it all the way through the portal, I s- saw the ship behind us. And I, at this point, don't think anybody else knows this, except for two people I've told on the ship, that... I saw that ship blow up. It exploded in a fire explosion. There's no way that the ship could have survived it, and, I don't, and no way that it made it through the portal. It was a it was a catastrophic explosion. Um, and I'm bringing it up because there was a fire started on this ship near the nitro that was in the cargo hold. So I just wanted to make you aware that it's possible that there could be someone or more than one person on the ship that could mean to do us harm. So the captain has has sort of like a, a flash goes through his face, almost like kind of disappointment, and he takes like a, a big swig of uh, of the. I guess he probably have more ale than wine. And he Rum. Says, I I thought you I thought you'd already ferreted out the bastard. Come again? I thought you already knew who it was. No. Oh, I was hoping that's what you had come to tell us. Did you already know of some of this? I knew that someone set that fire. Well, uh, I don't know how open you, you're going to be to this idea, but I think it could work. But I have a couple people on the ship that I would consider f- my friends, and I trust them. And um, is the captain or are people on the ship, like, open to the use of magic and gay marriage? <laughs> Just don't ask, the, don't the, tell. The captain can marry people at sea, Doma. but he can't marry himself to someone at sea, so uh. <laughs> <laughs> you just toss your dice all over the place. So the uh, the world that you guys are in, being a D&D world, there is magic. It exists. People know it exists. But I kind of equate it to, like, the Force in the Star Wars, the first, the original Star Wars movies. Most people have never really experienced it. There's a lot of mysticism, you know, false information. So there's there's a lot more con men that say, hey, I'm a wizard, and they make fireball, like little flowery sparks, <coughs> than there are people like Credic and Duran who actually can cast magic. Then the nobles would be more familiar with it because they all probably have a wizard or cleric on retainer. Okay. Uh, well, so they would be familiar with it, but there's a lot of people on the ship that would be, like, either think it's fake or be terrified of it. Well, I'll tell them that um, one of my, one of the, one of my friends on the ship um, knows a truth spell. And if you were to call all hands on deck or gather people in one area, we could use the truth spell and try to find out who set the fire. I am familiar with some spells of that such, and it is not infallible, right? There are ways to overcome it, its effects, particularly it's not, if you know that it's happening. It's not foolproof. Well, but it could, that also, it's not perfect, but it also could work. I mean, it also, it, uh, I'm not opposed to, to doing that. My concern is right now, this ship is in a very delicate situation and very few people outside of this room, other than the person who set the fire, knows that it was set intentionally. I agree with you. So and if we in any way let it spread the, that out, these people will turn on each other in a second. I would prefer that we find a more subtle way to maybe list down to a few possible people that we can confine and then question rather than trying to line everyone up 
like a cheese line and hope to get right. Cheese line? Do you have uh, any ideas on how to narrow it down? Because of the storm, most of my men were were busy, so I would initially exclude all of the actual sailors on board. I've, I've sailed with all these men for years, so I would assume it would have to be one of the others. And then my initial thought is it very likely would not be any of the common folk who probably don't have the wherewithal or know-how outside of maybe, I believe that there is an alchemist on board, a female named Sandra. It's possible that she might have the knowledge to do that, or it's possible that there is a wizard that has not yet revealed themselves. Why are you assuming that someone would need some sort of training in alchemy or magic to start a fire? Because there was no ignition source found. There were no torches or lanterns there, and it spread so quickly. I believe that there was some sort of chemical accelerant, for lack of a better term, that was used to possibly magical. My initial thought is it's one of the people we threw overboard, that whoever said it probably succumbed to the smoke, and that's probably who it was, but it's also possible that that's not true. So he kind of looks at Jason and says, my guess is it's one of the nobles' uh, retainers, because that's the stupid shit that nobles do. And he kind of says it not laughing, and Jason sort of, uh, uh, you know, kind of jokes as if it was a joke, but the captain doesn't joke. You know, he isn't laughing back. All right, well, you're the captain, and uh, I just wanted to make you aware of it. And if you need me or my friends, um, just let us know. I, I would ask, don't say anything at the moment about the other ship. We, again, if something like that would spread panic. And uh, let your friends know as well to, to keep it to themselves until further knows. And if you do come across any one suspicious that you think we should question by all means we can arrange a private meeting i'll tell also tell the captain who they are so he knows their names so that okay. well, he knows and he would know are. them as well because they were like recognized as like heroes of the okay the fire yeah. so he would know once you say like oh okay yeah of course yeah those as well okay so the night is pretty much going to pass he doesn't ask me to spend the night no okay it was magical don't ruin it it was perfect a singular perfect thing you ruin it so the night will will pass without any other incident. The next morning you guys get up, you had a chance to sort of, I would assume that you guys have conversed, so he would have told you what you just heard, that, you know, there's suspicions that there's a an arsonist or a saboteur on board, that you've been asked to keep that somewhat quiet for now, unless you have a, like a target that you want to go after. And um, you guys could kind of devise what your plan is. Are you going to just do the same thing tomorrow, bird different directions? Are you going to try a different tactic to try to find land? I would say at least one more go at the bird. Oh, yeah. I mean, that I, I think that that just needs to continuously happen as much as possible. So you guys kind of coordinate that. The rowing effort has gotten underway. Gotten underway. It's not. When they're rowing, if they want, I mean, I, I would do that. But I, no, that's just a waste of spells. And they know it's not going to help, but essentially what the captain has decided is that they're just going to go with the current, and that because that makes the most sense rather than trying to fight it. So they're they're not they really haven't picked this direction. They're just whatever way the current's taking them, they're just going to go, which does seem to be moving in a westerly direction. So that that's it's a general west. Um, so it probably makes sense at this point to just go as far west as possible since that's the way they're going already, to see if you can come across land. You guys can do whatever you want, but it, that seems to make the most sense to me, and I think you would probably come across the same thing. So are you guys, are you going to do that, just turn into a bird and go west? So are you guys, are you going to do it as well, or, or do you just want him just to send his familiar this time? I'll take a day off. Okay. Okay, so anyway, so what are you going to do with your spells? I'm going to cast Wind Walk. Wind Walk? Yep. What does that do for us? You and up to ten willing creatures, if they want to, <laughs> within range, gain the ability to assume the cloud form at will for the duration of eight hours. While in cloud form, a creature has a fly speed equal to half its normal speed and has resistance against damage. Da, 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 da. The only actions a creature can take in form are to uh, hustle or to resume its normal form. If you're flying while in this form appears to be nothing more than a wisp of a cloud. If they're still in that form, 
before they're at a safe, you know, before they're on the ground again, they descend at 60 feet per second, or I'm sorry, 60 feet per minute until it lands, um, which it does so safely. If it cannot land after a minute, the creature falls the remaining distance. Right. So essentially, hustle just means all you can do is double move. That's all you can do is move. Yeah. That's but all you I move want. at half speed, so you since move you're du- you moving your regular speed. Yeah. So you can move 30 feet per round for, was it eight hours? Mm-hmm. Okay. And so you want to do that. Do these guys and all fly in the same direction as wisps, wisps of cloud, or what are you trying to? Well, because all you can do many, is move. Yep. However many, whoever wants to, up as high as you can go, and just look out. Okay. The next morning again, clear. No, yet still no clouds whatsoever, and no sea life at all that you have seen. No birds flying around. I'll let my friends know. Okay. So essentially, he can turn you into a cloud. And Start the cloud patrol. You can float as high as you'd like and try to see if you can see something. This is my level four spell for the day, gents. Oh. You want to fly? I don't know what that means. I know. It's okay. Hammer. Coconut. <laughs> if you see land, you come back. Me hit sail. So cloud ethereal. You want to turn into clouds and fly up and see if you can to the clouds. All right. Well, I mean, I'm going. I'm casting it if you want to hold my hand. If you want to go. I'm kind of scared. Well, if I can get up to ten people that right. are willing to do it, I yeah. mean, we can really... <laughs> will, willing that. is the uh, key. The, the captain will volunteer people if necessary for this work. Is that I don't think I'm down with the magic flying cloud. <laughs> That's all right. Half-orc doesn't trust this. Yeah. So you can basically take ten different directions. Everyone go as okay. far and as fast as possible. And then... Yeah, you you also still have the raven that you can send off. Mm-hmm. So you essentially, you could cover eleven out of twelve clock face directions. And go I want to. I'll go. You're going to go up as high I'll as you can. I'll let them go out. I'll go up. All right. I'll do the most dangerous one. All right. So continues. No clouds in the sky. No birds in the sky. No fish in the sea. There's ten clouds in the sky. No. Wispy clouds <laughs> in the sky that are they're going out in various directions, and you go. Essentially straight up, I don't. I guess you don't have to breathe, so there really is no limit to how high up you can go other than how long the spell lasts. So I hit that stratosphere. So you go up miles? I can see the curvature of the Earth. <laughs> okay, you are up the a planet. ridiculous amount of height. And you do see something. You see three things. First, you see what appears to be land. It's really far away, but it's... Probably reachable with some sort of effort, whether it be pulling, doing the wind sail. You, All you, hands on deck on that one. We get the it. wind going. And and then you can see what appears to be, it, it's still really far away, but obviously I don't, I don't, I don't think I'm, I'm struggling to how to explain this. You can see it appears to be like a continent. It's like a land mass that spreads out in various directions. You can see green, like treetops, so you imagine it's, it appears to be lush, sort of. Continuing on, there appears to be like a large, singular sloped mountain, but it's got some irregular features. It doesn't just slope up to a point. It's got some odd sort of humps to it. So the closest you can come is imagine like a mountain that's been squished, so there's no peak, and it's got more of a flat top. But even that doesn't really work. It doesn't, you don't really make sense, but it looks like it's like a large single mountain. It's a plateau. And then you see... It looks like a bird flying, but it's so far away from you. The fact that it looks like a bird M- means that it's probably humongous. You can't even fathom how big it would have to be. The only thing that I can think of is a dragon. Even that might not be as big as, as big as that. Because in my mind, I'm having a hard time trying to. Reconcile oh, no, I'm thinking of satellite pictures. Right. You probably like, have never done this before, I'm going to assume, so you don't have any experience. It's a either. giant gorilla dog den. So you now know the direction that you guys probably need to travel, or you do need to travel to get to land, and you believe that with some effort, you should be able to reach it before three days. You also do see clouds once you get up high enough that you see that there are clouds uh, you know, in the atmosphere and, and around that they're for whatever reason, they, they are not really over the water. The water itself is just like a almost like a perfect circular calmness. And it's not like they can't come into they they just don't seem to for some reason. And as you're coming back down, once you've got this information, 
you also see there's a wave that's almost like a tsunami that's coming towards the ship. It's not that big, but it's literally like a wall. Like, a, technically, it is a tsunami, but it's not like a 1,000 feet high. It's like maybe 40 feet, just a solid 40-foot wall. The only thing that you can see is the only um, terrain feature visible on this calm green ocean water is a singular wall that's coming out. And you can see it's expanding in all directions, but it's so big that as it's coming towards you, it, it essentially looks like a wall, but you don't see what originated. Like you imagine there would have to have been like a meteor hit the water, an earthquake, a volcano, something somewhere did something and now this wave is coming out in all directions. And at the point that you see it, it's about 40 feet high. It may have started much bigger than that. You don't know because you can't tell that. Because by the time you see it, it's already really big. Yeah. So well, with, that, that makes sense because with tsunamis, it's not really the height, the width. Or the... Yeah, and then the closer they, they get to the shore, then it gets big. It, it gets big, yeah, because as the, the slope, whatever, that, that, yeah. that's where the height comes from. Um, so Brought to you by Rob Trivia. <laughs> that's three tonight. <laughs> We need a little jingle. Rob trivia. Come, ding. Come, come up with a yeah. A, a Just a ding. <laughs> ding. I like like somebody smiling. Um, so a couple things happen. You gather everyone back together. You get back on the ship. You kind of tell people what's happening, so the captain is able to maneuver the ship so that it's in the correct alignment, so it doesn't get toppled over. So the wave actually give the ship some propulsion, it does die down before you get to any, you know, uh, land, so it doesn't get huge, it, it starts to die out, uh, but it does actually give you guys propulsion in the right direction, so between that, him turning into a tree, you pulling, whatever combination of spells you guys decide you want to do, you, you manage to get yourself close enough that you can actually see the landmass. The land ho! As you get closer, it, it appears to be just forest. It's literally like a wall of trees that, that butt right up against the ocean. There's, you know, maybe maybe a hundred yards most between water and trees, and it's just like a nonstop wall. It just follows the terrain almost perfectly, except there's one area just out of nowhere, dead in front of you, where it appears that there's probably about a hundred to two hundred foot area where there's no vegetation at all at least not from here that you can see it's like a lagoon or a beach it's just there as you continue to get closer to it it's almost like there's natural dock slips there's four little lanes like we're a ship park but they're not docks that were built it's just as if someone took the land and dug out a little groove with their finger and now there's a little place where a boat could go and it's not quite the right size for your ship. So you don't think that that's designed. It's just a sort of a terrain feature that looks that way. And the water keeps getting more and more shallow. And basically the captain realizes you're not going to be able to get the ship to the land. You're going to have to use the rowboats and transfer over the cargo and the people. But it's, it's at a manageable situation now. The concern is, do you have that much time? Because this has still been like a couple days when this I would happened. do the harness thing with the animals and try to bring the boat aground. Okay. Because utilizing that wood and the resources, and since the boat is going to fall apart, either we can fix it and pull it back out, or we can utilize the ship as a place to dwell. Here's our hotel until right. we get our city put together. Okay, so I'm just going to assume again between what you guys can do and the spells that you'll be better able to cast next time. There's probably something that you guys can do that would make this work. I want to make this, like, the boat comes in and we pull it ashore and that is now, like, that's the new town hall. Well, that's the, that was the, the original goal is that the ship basically would be taken apart and the lumber of the ship would be used. At least the those initial construction to, pieces. To, yeah, the initial building would be the ship as, as yeah. much as possible. Um, at least that's the goal part of the design of like, cause you don't, you didn't carry like lumber. There's not like lumber in the hold, but there's nails and hammers and things that, that you could use the lumber of the ship to build. Okay. Um, so that was part of the design, but 
again, this didn't quite work, but I know, I'm sure there's a spell somewhere where you can make like water well up and make it deep enough to get the ship there. So we'll just we'll just jump Crane ahead. Water. You're on the beach. Um, the ship is there, and everybody erupts into celebration. People are you know dancing that that first night. Probably some carousing, drunkenness. People are just crazy. They're so happy. There's probably some converts to to religion that night. There's probably some marriages that fall apart and some babies that are conceived. But there's just a, a party. There's women with us? There's very few, but there are some women there. It's a general hoedown. Yeah, it, Sandra's mind. It's, 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 it's just a crazy celebration where people are so excited. And essentially that night, people drink themselves silly. Jason would come to each of you individually and sort of ask you, look, I, I know this is a, a big moment, but I need somebody to keep their head on. So would you guys mind sort of refraining from the revelry and just kind of keep an eye on things? Like, we still don't know what's going on. We don't, we don't know where those other ships are. We don't know what's out here. And I just want somebody I can trust that's not going to drink themselves to death. No problem. I, <laughs> I want to have my wits about me right now anyways. Okay. Yeah, I don't so, need turning into an animal and getting busy. With so basically, it's like that. The only thing I can think of is like you're not that, talking about pot, though, right? No. Okay. It, it's like that sort of teen sex comedy horror show. I'm more where alert. Everybody gets to the to the house, and the first thing they want to do is jump in the water and get drunk. No one's like, well, we need to unpack the car and you know do a lot of stuff. So the next day is when people wake up with a terrible hangover and start the process of offloading the cargo starting to set up like a perimeter. This is just a night for people to have fun, and, and the nobles know enough not to fight that. They're just letting it go, but they want some sort of security. So you guys manage to sort of stay up throughout the night. You don't see any animals. You don't see any birds. You still don't see any fishes. Not exactly my no. hangout. Uh, well, and the, the, well, the trees as well, I mentioned, they're huge. Like, once you got close to them, they are like those California red oaks. Like, they're 30 feet wide. They're hundreds of feet tall, straight as a board, no limbs until you get really high, solid green Sounds canopy. Like we could be a tree culture. It, and you're kind of like turn on... trees into a home. It, very likely, more than like... I mean, you can actually see some of the people who are like, how do we cut that down? Like, you, you take you a month to axe it down, and then if it falls, it's, you know, it's going to fall 300 feet in one direction. Like, but we're going to live in a tree house. Uh, so there are some of the people who aren't necessarily going crazy are already like, like they're trying to figure that out. Um, but the area that you're on is, is just, it's a geographical oddity. It's two weeks from everywhere. They're just, it's just this big sort of splayed out nothingness as if whatever here was wiped away or trampled or gone. It's, it's just kind of weird. I'd like to detect good and evil and then detect magic too. Okay. And detect poison and disease. Those are my three level one spells. Okay. I'll, I would do them in sequence today uh, as we got that, that night. So so the way the that, first thing that, that, that works, because that's one of the things that, that has come up in the game, is detect good and evil does not necessarily work on like a person, on whether a person is good or evil. It's more about like demons would be like evil because they're evil outside creatures. So I just want to like know if an there's angel. anything around us. So, so nothing goes off on your good and evil spell. Nothing goes off on your magic spell except for each of the nobles have a couple different items that I'll create detail later. But Every, everyone's magical items. Right. There are magical items. You also, give me a d20. There is a retainer, one of the, like the retainers for the other nobles that you don't know you haven't interacted with. Mm -hmm. He has a magic item or two on him as well. He's the only person outside of you guys, the and nobles, the and the captain that has anything that matters. So, that, so you would notice that. The, that's weird. That, that's gone too. He's marked. Poison, the ocean blows. But no disease. No one is diseased. There might be a couple of guys with syphilis floating around. The clap. The clap. Uh, okay. So gonorrhea. So there's probably some disease, but nothing like, you know, mummy, you know, mummy's disease or anything crazy like that. So knowing that the water, the ocean is poisonous, I would relay that to the captain and everyone that there's no swimming, there's no going in the water until we know more about yeah. at that and I kinda of skipped over at that point, like anybody who's been like bailing water, their arms are red and irritated. Uh, similar I to would like to talk to Sandra about coming up with 
a way to alter this, but some we're sort gonna of purification to, system. We're going to have to purify the water for everyone until. Well, there's still somewhat like there were like casts of water, so because not all of it was ruined, but you have less water than you should because some of the water yeah. got contaminated, and, and I'm sure once the holes are out there, they probably move stuff around and try to get it up. So I'm really excited to work with Sandra about all this <laughs> new foliage and coming up with. Well, and that's also where Tradic as the as the, the druids come druid, in yeah. trying to identify because I mean they look like trees. I don't know that there's trees exactly like this on your on the world that you came from, but it's not like they're not talking or glowing. <laughs> that's they're, our they're common trees. ground. Is they're just <laughs> huge. But the last thing that we'll do before we cut for the night, because it's about ten o'clock, is while you're there, your familiar kind of flies off again, and it circles around a little bit, and it comes back down really quickly, and it's telling you. You need to fly. You need to fly. You need to fly. Not like run away. It's like saying, can you fly? Can you fly? Can you fly? So are you able at this point to do anything that will let you fly? Uh, is that daytime? Yeah. This is the next morning? Well, no, no. This is still that first night. I can. Oh, my level four was three days ago. So, yeah, there should be no reason why. It's yeah, we can get up there. And okay. Are you going to communicate that to either one? Because, again, the, you guys, I imagine you kind of are on basically on guard duty. You're separate points of the. Do you want to fly or no? I would imagine at some point in time. You're no, okay. I was trying to That's do right, something like with the plant, like interact with. The, do I notice anything <laughs> weird about these trees? Like. I'll, I'll get into that. I, okay, I don't yeah, want to yeah. get too far in it. But, yeah, there are some things about the trees that, that you would notice. But, so you're going to fly. Are you going to fly? Yeah. Are you gonna fly? You're still flying. I just, yeah, flying this, half work. Well, yeah. I like that because there could be a chance where we have to turn into clouds to get out of something. Because we're just clouds. From a, you can't hurt a cloud. Well, from a role playing, I want. I do like the fact that his but character scared, doesn't feel yeah. comfortable. I, I think I like that. Yeah. Great. So you guys there turn into to clouds, or you can just turn into a bird. Bird. Yeah. And you guys. Son of a bitch. And you guys fly up, and it it's one of the things that the perspective is what makes it hard to see. And you actually once again, to, once again this distorted perspective. But when you get high enough, you hit it and it, it just clicks. And you actually would catch it first. That the the beach where you're at is it's a giant shaped like footprint. And then there's another one, you know, like three hundred feet that way. And you can see the path of some monster that's enormous beyond Again, there there really isn't anything that you can compare it to that has cr- currently risen out of the sea and rocked across land at some point. It could be eons ago, but everywhere it stepped, it just demolished the trees, flattened the ground. And nothing has grown there and since. And nothing has grown there since, and it's just this big sort of openness. And then you Desecrated land. are struck by something that almost causes you to fall out of the sky. The mountain that you saw before is no longer there. I saw butt cheeks. (laughs) (laughs) That's what it was. Give us feedback and comments at our website, dndacademy.com. You can check out previous podcasts at our website and subscribe to future ones on iTunes. If you have a suggestion for a topic, we'd love to hear it. Email your ideas to podcast at dndacademy.com, and you can connect with us on Twitter at dnd underscore academy. As always, thanks for listening, and remember, if you're having fun, you're doing it right. <laughs>